All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast, as it usually is. My name is Pierce, and as I usually do, I've got Caroline with me again. How's it going? Hey. Hey. Want to do the honor of introducing our special guests for the Yeah, episode? super excited. So we've got a um, game this weekend against NC State, so in order to properly uh, talk about the Wolfpack, brought in Jonas Pope from the News and Observer um, covering NC State. Jonas, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and chit talk. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I think primarily we want to know which NC State team Virginia fans are going to see. <laughs> and is it NC State's fault that this is a noon game? <laughs> Discuss. Mm. <laughs> I'm actually glad it's a noon, a noon game for several reasons. Um, but to answer your first question, great question because <laughs> we still don't know. It's, it's, it's week three and we've seen um, two different versions of NC State. And so that's one thing. I'm definitely curious to see is like which team will show up. I hope it will, will it be team from week one? No, I'm sorry. They played three games. So <laughs> will it be like the bad, which was Virginia Tech, or the good, which was Wake Forest and 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 Pitt? Will it be a combination of both? That's what I'm gonna say. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a stew of both. We'll get some bad probably. <laughs> yeah, like week one and yeah, week one and week three against Wake, like you said, Wake and Pitt. They just they're coming off an up a win over a ranked Pitt team. Um, some will say, oh, this is just what Pitt does. <laughs> like, <laughs> they got to get that loss out of the way so they can start supercharging the power weapon, like, or whatever, you know, powering up the super weapon. Um, but that game against Virginia Tech was a, I mean, unmitigated disaster. Like, how much of that was, it just, it, watching that game, it just felt like there was such a weird vibe around the state play, like state team, like just, it all looked just like a complete mess, looked very different from the week before. Obviously the, the first week, you can write off a lot of things for opening the season after all the weird back and forth of the off season with COVID and all that nonsense. But um, that was just like a big old shootout with wake. Like the defense was struggling. The offense was clicking, but against tech, you saw just like the defense still struggled. Did you see things against Pitt that you liked a lot more defensively from NC state minus, I guess the first (laughs) Pitt um possession where they found that guy wide open for like a 75 yard touchdown run (laughs) i mean you take that out of play you take that out they played a great game i mean yeah defensively the one thing that stood out to me against Pitt was like the defensive line i said it in a video the other day that the defensive line suddenly look they all of a sudden look like the uh the 82 the 85 bears like you couldn't run on them and considering what virginia tech had done the previous week they ran for 300 yards he's like wait a minute are are these the same guys who, who are these guys in these NC State uniforms posing as the defense that we saw last week? So definitely there were some improvements on that front. Um, the secondary was still exposed. Like, I think that's the weakness of the defense, but they made some plays when they counted. I mean, they, they stepped up in certain situations. Considering they had so many guys out, they got a player ejected in the first half. They had a guy who didn't make the trip because of contract contact tracing. So under the circumstances, other than that first play, I think the secondary held up um, good yeah. enough to, to beat Pitt. But like you said, that Virginia Tech game, I mean, you're talking about it. Imagine having to watch it in person. Um, but Wait, did you go there for that? Yeah, I was there. Uh, yeah, nice, nice, beautiful ride up to Blacksburg for a <laughs> slaughter, but it was all good. Um, had a nice hotel, so it was all good. There you go. But, um, I mean, talking to the guys and, and talking to Coach Dave Doran, like, they will all admit that leading up to the Virginia Tech game, they had a horrible week of practice. Like, their preparation was terrible. And some of them have kind of hinted at that, but I think some of that was, you know, this was a team that lost six straight games the last, last year and they were young. So they got that, that win in week one. 
Yeah. Probably got a little complacent or probably got a little relaxed. Like, hey, we've arrived. You know, <laughs> that one win. We did yeah, it, guys. People, hey, well, you haven't won since October of the previous year. Hey, we, we yeah, won. yeah. They, they won that game. And then Coach Dora said that Tuesday of practice leading up to Virginia Tech, he can tell that they're not practicing the right way. They're not approaching this week the, the right way. And this is a young team. So he said, when you have a team that has a guy with 30 starts and a bunch of veterans, they can. They can handle that. They can be like, all right, guys, we need to pick it up. But a yeah. young team coming off a win, getting a lot of pats on the back, you know, all on the gram and on social media, getting all these congratulations. They probably they probably did coast through practice yeah. that week. Think, especially thinking like, hey, Virginia Tech hasn't played a game. They're missing guys from, uh, from practice. Whatever. Quite a few. We'll go up there. <laughs> yeah, we'll go up there. No fans. We'll do our thing. But Coach Doran said they got a, a rude awakening. They got humbled, which is kind of what the, he want. He's, he doesn't want the loss. But he's kind of glad they got that wake up call and they had to realize that hey, you got to practice how you plan on playing. And he he admitted that they, the, the practice leading up to the pit was a lot better. There was a lot more focus. Um, guys on the team became vocal. They stepped up and held other guys accountable and told them, hey, we can't practice like we practiced last week because you saw what happened. We got embarrassed. And a lot of guys talked about they made adjustments like X's and O's and, and changed some things. But a lot of that against Pitt was also pride. They wanted to put a better product on the field and make sure they didn't go out there and embarrass themselves again. So it all it all comes down. I wrote it, I wrote this in an article this week. It all comes down to that one thing that Alan Iverson always talked about, and that's practice, man. Practice. <laughs> about practice. So the guys, I mean, it's, it sounds simple enough, but they just they just practiced better and, and took a different approach to practice heading into into Pitt. Now the the tricky part is just making sure they don't get complacent again because hey, we practice better, we perform better. Now, see, they yeah. can be consistent with it and bring it again for a second straight week. Were there other weaknesses besides the run de- uh, defense against the Hokies that you saw uh, improve as well against Pitt? I mean, obviously, they sort of improved across the board, but what were some of those things in Blacksburg that that were they were undoing, and what did they fix against Pitt? Well, it, again, it goes back to the trenches, and Virginia Tech won the line of scrimmage on, on you know on both sides of the ball. So one thing against Pitt, the offensive and defensive line were both a lot more physical. They were they kind of they kind of threw the first punch, and they just kept punching throughout the game. And, and that's one thing that was like it just jumped off the page as you're watching as you're watching the games. And then obviously the the biggest difference was um, they didn't turn the ball over for the first mm-hmm. time in eleven games. NC State didn't Jeez. have a turnover. Yeah, and a big part of that was you know Devin Leary taking over at quarterback. He didn't have an interception. You know he played a phenomenal game against you know which was the best defense in, in, in the conference. So Devin Leary was a, was a calming presence. Uh, NC State was way more physical on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. And just, like I said, just being better prepared and just able to shake off some adversity like that first play and being a little bit more mature and, uh, uh, you know, approaching the game with a different mindset and, and it all paid off for them. If a Virginia fan's looking at the difference between week two and week three, um, especially when it comes to the way State's defense played, um, which – we've talked about is the biggest difference over the first two weeks versus even in that win against Wake Forest. Um, you think about the offense that they faced with Pitt. Does that give you any sort of like, before you go too overboard on like, all right, defense problems are fixed. Like when you look at like, sometimes, you know, you can question some of the play calling when it comes to, you know, we know that Pitt likes to throw a bunch, you know, Pickett didn't necessarily have his best day. Um, how, how much does that factor in like when you s- scale, like how excited you are or optimistic you are about state's defense when you compare it to 
one that they played maybe a questionable offense in Pitt, and then also knowing that um, Virginia with what Brennan Armstrong and Virginia did at Clemson last week when you compare those two things. Yeah, I'm not ready to crown them as like the next yeah. uh, Ultimate Ravens. Because like, <laughs> yeah. like, like you said, you got to, you got to, that factors in like who you're playing. Yeah. Like Pitt, Pitt, you know, their running game, they really didn't ever got established. They did, they were able to do whatever they wanted pretty much through that air. But I think when you face a team that's a little bit more balanced, who can do a little bit of both, then, then I would say, all right, this team, this defense has improved. Did they have a better game? Yeah, obviously they had a better game. They, I mean, they can only do what they do against who they're playing against. But I'm, I still want to see that consistently. I want to see that, you know, that run defense, you know, be as aggressive as they were and, and dominate the line of scrimmage like they did last week for a second straight week. And I'm still waiting. I'm still actually waiting for the secondary like, to have a big game. Like, yeah. this quarterback was like, he was picking his, you know, he was picking his spots against the secondary all day. Now, granted, like I said, um, one, two, three defensive backs didn't make the trip. Sure. Um, one got ejected in the first half. Then their best player in secondary, Tanner, Tanner Ingram, Tanner Ingram, Ingle, wow. <laughs> Tanner Ingle, um, that was his first full game back. He only played one play in Wake Forest, so he was constantly in and out of the game. So yeah. I think once they plug the pieces in, who they, they're real pieces who are supposed to be out there, and they get a little bit more experience, a little bit more snaps, then then I'll, I'll be ready. I, I get a secondary about four or five games. Like at this point, the D-line, the linebackers are definitely who we thought they were. Like they, they're, we know what to expect from them pretty much. It's a secondary one. They got to short it up and – like I'm, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't crown them just yet um, after one decent performance against Pitt. Do they have any corners uh, who are like really unusually tall? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Do you do? No, I like, so, like say six seven or could out jump range. a six seven guy. Listen, <laughs> this is something I've kept my eye on all camp for NC State, and I actually brought it up. Um, NC State has the biggest corners I've ever seen. In my God life. damn it! <laughs> so real talk, like one of their corners. I tweeted this last week, and I'm always looking. Like I have a, their uh, roster right here, but their starting corner, um, Malik Dunlap. Okay, he's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for these measurements from Malik Dunlap? <laughs> Malik Dunlap at cornerback is 6'4", 220 pounds. <laughs> he's the size of a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, that's a big cornerback. And then Dave Doran said Malik played his best game of his career last week. So he's only going to get more confident. Very physical guy. And then another cornerback is Shaheen Battle. Shaheen Battle is 6'3". So these that. aren't your typical 5'10", 5'11", cornerbacks. Yeah. Like, they have some size. And then another cornerback, another Cecil Powell, he's not as tall. He's 6'1". He's about 200 pounds. So yeah. you're not going to push him around. So they have, like I – act, I actually asked their cornerbacks one time, one of their cornerbacks, Tayshawn Smith, who not, he's not playing. He's 6'3". But yeah. uh, he's out for the year. And I was like, dude, you guys have the biggest corners I've ever seen. You, you, you're like an intramural basketball team. Like, like <laughs> this, is, this is the biggest group of cornerbacks I've ever seen. And, they, and he said, that's, you know, obviously it's, the advantage is they're long, they can get their hands on people and they can compete for jump balls. So clearly mm-hmm. Dave Doran has recruited a type when it comes yeah. to secondary. Um, yeah, so we, I always look at Lavelle Davis, six, seven, and honestly, like, it's really tough to get a gauge on any sort of trends for Virginia when you have Duke the first game and Virginia caused seven turnovers or intercepted the ball five times, like all this stuff. And then you go straight into Clemson with, you know, you have that guy, a booth made one of the most impressive interceptions I've ever seen in like, so it's kind of like, all right, maybe there's somewhere, I think there's somewhere in between those two, like the trying to figure it out. Really under 
underthrown on that impressive. It was <laughs> it was underthrown. Great play, but if you potentially ball, a little bit of pass interference on the <laughs> defensive side, it was a terrible little bit. throw. Yeah, not a great. When you have someone six seven, you want to put it over them. Right, right, right. Not that it's coming in anyway. Um, but you look at you know like with they have six seven tight end, the six seven receiver. You mentioned secondary issues, but you know Terrell Jana. The question marks around Virginia were in some somewhat losing Joe Reed, losing his C. Dubois. Um, but there seem to be a few answers. Billy Kemp is like leading the ACC in receptions like per game, um, and he's five eight. So you know, do whatever you want, guys. But how do you see? the dynamics of kind of the pieces that Virginia has versus seeing a secondary that you said might take a few games to settle in, especially when Brendan Armstrong likes to throw it. Yeah. If I'm, I mean, if I'm the Virginia OC, like I'm telling my quarterback, you remember that commercial with Cam Newton, little kid it was one over the arm. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling my quarterback, hey, I warm it up. Yeah. Warm it up. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this thing 30 to 40 times. Your Again, mom's like, going to be my biggest fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kid was Kyle Allen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon Kyle Allen starting this week you guys we can't <laughs> um, but yeah I mean you got you got to be if you're a quarterback receiver you got to be licking your chops I mean okay they won against Pitt but so what the secondary is still suspect and again Tyler Baker Williams is on the older guy he's a nickelback he's not listed on the depth chart this week so he probably won't be back um, yeah the freshman who got ejected in the first half against Pitt he'll be back but at the end of the day he's still a freshman yeah um, so you can probably they probably try to pick with him a little bit. Shaheen Battle, I mean, again, he's just he's only started three games his entire career. This will be four. Uh, he has some work to do. And but if you want to pick, pick on Malik Dunlap, the 6'4", 220-pound corner, go for it. Um, try yeah, it. I probably won't be picking. I won't be picking on him, certainly. <laughs> yeah, but that, he's probably their best bet in, in the secondary for state. And like I said, Tanner Engel will be back. He's their safety. Uh, he's one of their co-captains, the second leading tackler. So ha- having him back there, for an entire game to kind of call the shots and direct traffic. That's going to help state, but still, Virginia, they, 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 they should probably toss it around a lot. They should probably suddenly turn into like the Houston Oilers under Warren Moon and just sling that thing around all day because that's what I would do if I was going against them. But yeah, I just write about it. So, well, Virginia's got a, a sort of a weird focus in their running game uh that they don't shy away from giving the ball to the running backs and it's never been i would say a weakness but obviously you have bryce perkins you're gonna let him run the ball and we saw i think compared in the to the clemson game to the previous one sort of a return to that in virginia's um type of game plan which seems sort of silly like put your young quarterback out there and make him run it against clemson but it worked i mean you know he, yeah, he's he very capable well. in it yeah. So what what have you seen with State's defense and how they try and uh, contain mobile QBs? Because that's very much UVA's identity. Um, not good, really. Uh, <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it when they play when they play Virginia Tech. Uh, the the third string quarterback came in there and kind of had his way running the ball. His daughter ran the ball uh, last week. The most success that Pitt had on the ground was when. Uh, Pickett was breaking mm. containment and running the ball. Like he had their most, their biggest plays rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's always they, the most insulting feeling when Kenny Pickett has like these huge <laughs> like runs against you. Like I yeah. just remember over the past three years, and you're like, God, come on, you guys. Right, like, he's not. He's he won't be uh, confused with, like a running quarterback. He'll never know. <laughs> so for him to have like the biggest plays run a few, like that that says a lot. Like State, what I've noticed too, especially I did this a lot last week too. They can get the pressure at the quarterback, but the issue has been containment. And mm-hmm. so 
Like they can they can get to that next level, but they just can't kind of close in and, they, and the quarterback kind of breaks containment. Like Pickett did it a lot last week. But I mean, if that's an issue and they notice the issue, the way they've been talking about improvements in practice, I'm sure that's something they've talked about and worked on. I mean, obviously they get the all 22. They got to watch film. They know what Virginia did well against Clemson. Yeah. So the emphasis to make sure they uh, contain the quarterback in the pocket and not let him, you know, t- kill them with his legs. But yeah, that's, that's, I feel like I'm saying more bad than, than good about NC State defense. But yeah, that's <laughs> something they definitely need to work on um, coming into this Virginia game. We are kind of setting you up to say it that way, though, to they, be fair. They let Wake Forest score 42 points on them. Also like, true. Yeah, also true. It's, no, it's no secret what, you know, it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess, so, yeah, in, this, in the handful of two of the three games, they've allowed teams to really kind of score a lot. Because um, I'm trying to look on the flip side, because sometimes when you look at some of Virginia's stats when it comes to defense, I think some of it's very skewed by having the Clemson stats in there as half of them. But defensively, when you see Virginia and their makeup, especially the linebacker core and how creative they like to be, um, Devin Leary, I think, is the guy now, right? Is that is that what's happening? Is he... <laughs> Yeah, he's the guy. Okay, uh, he's the guy. He's the guy. Thank God, he's the guy. <laughs> so when you see like what he's done for the past, I guess game and a half, he's kind of split some of that time against Virginia Tech. Um, what do you like about his game, and where can Virginia really get to him? Like, what's a weakness where you think you might be able to see um, where Virginia would succeed in that sense against against Leary? Um, what I like about his game, Devin Leary, really like he's. The minute he gets the ball in his hand, he knows where to go to the ball. Now, he knows you can tell he's confident in, and is like in full control of the offense. Like he wants to get it out quick. Like he knows how to make you know the right reads most of the time. Um, he he, he the, the team really rallies around him. Like he's very confident. Guy has a big arm, can make all the throws. Um, last week he he did admit that he probably could have done a little bit better on some you know run pass option reads, um, reading the defense a little better. I think one thing if you're Virginia. Um, because he's still relatively, relatively young. He's a freshman, sophomore. You know, he's only played one full game this year. So some of this stuff is still kind of moving fast to him, maybe, you know. So mm-hmm. if you're Virginia, maybe, you know, make him make decisions on the fly. Yeah. Make him, like, throw some different things at him, change some, change some, some looks, change some fronts. Because if you watched him last week against that first draft against Pitt, like, he's in total control when they have that script and boom, boom, boom. He knows what to do. He knows what the plays to do. Um, but – you can just kind of make him think a little bit more and just not react and boom, but he's like not even, he's not like a yeah. machine and bam, bam, bam. He has his thankful a split second, you know, confuse him a little bit and maybe you got have some success. Um, with that being said, like the, you saw that game winning drive against Pitt and yeah. everyone talked about how calm he was and like it was how, how he didn't get rattled. So <laughs> on one hand, I say if you're Virginia trying to rattle him and try to get him uh, <laughs> out of control, but the flip side of that is everyone says that's not really his character to get rattled and to get, yeah. No, he he performed well when he had that pressure on him after. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, but no, he, he did admit that there were some reads that he missed um, with the, in the run pass game and some, some of the passing game, but to the, to the casual observer, I'm watching the game. Like, like where, like what, what did you miss? Like, what'd you miss? So I'm sure coaches can find it a lot easier than I can. And you mentioned earlier, taking care of the ball, obviously was a, a big step towards um, win that Pittsburgh game. I feel like every week it's become a joke for us to just be like, well, if UVA takes care of the ball and forces mistakes for the other team, they're going to win or, or be competitive. But is that, you know, 
I think that's very much in UVA's identity is to create havoc as they're calling it is to you know, mix things up, confuse the quarterback and, and make mistakes. Uh, has state been able to do anything on their defensive side similarly? What to confuse like the offenses? Yeah. To create, are, are they on defense? Someone, you know, a team that's going to try and uh, mix things up and confuse you and make you well, screw up. It's funny you mentioned it because, uh, Tony Gibson, the defensive coordinator, Dave Doris admitted that against Virginia Tech, they got away from that. Like that was mm-hmm. their their goal to kind of uh, do different blitzes, different fronts, different looks to kind of throw the team off. But they kind of got away from that as they got down more and more. Yeah. Um, I imagine you probably saw a little bit more against Pitt. You know, they have a they do a three man front, but they have these, these different linebackers that they can rotate in and out. Sometimes they'll drop them in the coverage. Sometimes the guys will come on come on some blitzes. They'll bring a lot of defensive backs in on on blitzes. So I think what you saw was uh, they got back to, to being themselves a little bit against Pitt defensively, uh, switching it up, trying to confuse mm-hmm. the offense, um, sticking to their rules is what they called it because they said they had their system and their style that they got away from against Tech, but you saw it again against Pitt. Like you saw the, the play where uh, Pierre Lewis got ejected on the, uh, on the uh, hit was a defensive back blitzing you know, from, from the nickelback position. They want to do more of that. You didn't see that much against Virginia Tech. You know, they want to send linebackers. They want to drop linebackers in the coverage and, and make, you know, confusing looks out there. So, yeah, I mean, that's their plan. But as we saw against Virginia Tech, you know, when it doesn't go where early, they may get off script. But if they stick to their plan, yeah. that's what they like to do ideally is is, is just be, be uh, you know, be versatile, versatile on defense. Mm-hmm. When you look at this matchup specifically, what you've seen so far from Virginia, only two games, obviously, and what you've seen from State. So when you look at the spread, I think it started at nine. It's like right around nine or 10 uh, in favor of Virginia. Does that make sense to you? Like (laughs) when you, when that came out, you know, like it's kind of, I think Virginia fans are still a little bit like, Oh, then we're favored. Okay. And granted, I know that, you know, they won the coastal last year and all that stuff, but um, does that line make sense to you? Does that kind of fit what you expected and, um, and what you thought you might see for this game? Yeah. I mean, NC state still playing on the road. They're still a fairly young team, especially on the defense. I mean, Virginia lost to Clemson at Clemson. Like, there's no shame in that. You yeah. come back home, like you said, you, they're still defending a division champs. Like, yeah, that, that line is pretty accurate. I definitely didn't think State would be favored. Um, but I also didn't think Virginia would be like a double-digit favored, like, going into this game. So, no, I think I think it's pretty accurate. Um, do you – my favorite storyline this season, I think, is potentially <laughs> that the – that state has to play all of the coastal teams. Um, What's the vibe around the fan base? Like, is that stressful for state fans who have, you know, taken a lot of time over the past few years to be like, if we were in the coastal, we'd win every year. Like, this is crap. Like that sort of thing. (laughs) State fans are always stressed from, from my point. (laughs) I mean, whatever you can put them, you can put them in, in, in in the, uh, in conference USA or the VAC. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I, I think they're obviously they're obviously feeling a lot better after uh, knocking off a ranked team on the road. But state fans also realize that that NC State stuff happens. Like, yeah. oh, hey, we just beat Pitt, but we can go to Virginia and lose by thirty. Like, they realize that's a real thing that could possibly mm-hmm. happen. The good that's thing, true. the good thing in their favor is, um, you know, Dave Doran's only beaten three ranked teams in his career, but every time he beat a ranked team, they won the next week. So they got that going for him. 
yeah I, saw, I think I saw you tweet that yeah. I'm worried that because when I watched that NC State Tech game I was like man and I said something I was like looking at their schedule like I was like they might not win like I don't know where you find a win the next four games Definitely. and then they came oh, out yeah. and beat Pitt so now I'm like if the NC State fans like go into my because <laughs> NC State fans were agreeing with me and I wasn't saying it in a way that's like they suck they're not gonna win a game like it was more like looking at the way they're playing and who they have next like it's gonna be tough to find a win and then they went out and found one right away um so I don't need I don't need like old takes exposed coming up in my mentions again when the schedule first came out I was like if they don't beat Wake Forest and Oprah they might not win until they play Liberty in November like that's how brutal that schedule is on paper so again winning Pitt you know winning at Pitt and then you're like oh okay that's not so bad yeah so so they got they have Virginia Duke and Carolina so maybe they'll go one and two this next couple of weeks. Maybe they go two and one. You never know. Yeah. Maybe they're shot or it's, it's 2020. Maybe they go <laughs> Maybe they win every game. Yeah, finish second in the conference. <laughs> so where does state see itself at this point in, in the ACC? I mean, Dorrance has been there enough to really, I don't know, you, to me, you think you, you know what you have in them. Are they content? Uh, they, I mean, I know the jokes about state fans, state fans <laughs> across all the sports. So obviously, they're not content. But what are, are are they happy? You know, going into the season with with the coach and the like, where they are as a program. Obviously, you dropped two, and now you're not happy. But I mean, what what kind of context was this program looking at coming into the season? Honestly, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, because there are some people who's like, they, Doran should have been gone a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but then some people are like, we like the uh, the consistent, you know, having the same coach there for so long. He's been there eight years, which is like he's the second longest tenured coach in school history. <laughs> eight years, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I think some people were like, "Let's well, last year was a mulligan because there were so many injuries. So yeah. let's see what we look like now that we have some recruiting class, so a little bit older, we're healthier. But then you have a COVID year, so things like, all right, well, <laughs> yeah. well, let's see what happens next year. Like yeah, this one's a wash. Yeah, year, I think, yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, it really just depends on who you talk to. Some people really like the progress he's made in recruiting. And even though people let everybody tell it that Carolina's killing them bringing recruits down the road, but I mean, State is quietly bringing a pretty solid recruiting class in the conference. Yeah. But some people want him gone because he's losing the recruiting roles, let them tell it, or yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, yo, they're putting guys in the NFL every year. Like, I mean, he's only missed a trip to a bowl twice his first year. We had some yeah. best players. And last year, when he barely had his own players because they were hurt all the time. So yeah. I, mean, I think he's, and then how he's handling things with the COVID. I mean, every coach, how, how they're handling things. So I think you got to give them a pass regardless of what happens this year. But I think they're going to have a better year than some people predicted. I think they're going to do pretty well, especially now with that literary has kind of settled in at quarterback. Yeah. Man. I don't know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, no. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, we talked to Brownlow about like some of the factions of the Duke fan base that want Cockcliffe gone. And we're all just like, what um just like my like do you remember pre-cutcliffe um so we'll make you pick um what do you think is going to happen saturday afternoon who you got and what's a general score like oh man i absolutely hate picking scores i know me too that's why (laughs) i always ask other people to do it (laughs) i hate that i hate that i hate that um or you can do like a differential you can say like xyz team by x We'll, we'll make it. We're, we're friendly here at Shrieking Lawn. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to say based off of considering I haven't seen Virginia play, so that wouldn't be fair to just automatically pick them to win. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a homer here. I can, I'm going to admit that up front. 
So okay. I'm gonna state to win a close game. I don't think they know how to blow anybody out and pull away. So I'm going to say state's going to win another close game um, by less than a touchdown. I have class all day Saturday um, with one class starting at noon. So I hope that's really not what happens because that's not going to be good for, <laughs> for your girl. Cause <laughs> I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Pierce, what do you Sch- schedule your classes better? Don't you? I don't have a choice. Saturdays in the fall. I don't have a choice. You it's always like a, have it's a like choice. A bad one. Well, yeah. Okay. Sorry. The choice was not to go back yeah. to business school, which is exactly. in fact a choice. Like, <laughs> Ta-da. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I did watch a lot of the state pick game and the state tech game. Uh, I did not watch the Wake Forest game. And yeah, like we've been saying, they're sort of all over the place. <laughs> like, it, So it depends who, who shows up. But um, I'll trust Virginia's defense to make mistakes, which seems to be the way uh, you can beat uh, the Wolfpack. So uh, Virginia, if the spread's nine, I bet Virginia covers by a point. But uh you know, yeah. 10, 10 points sounds about right. Yeah, I just um, I just can't look myself in the mirror and pick a team that I've never seen play. No, I got like, <laughs> like Clemson. Like, you're saying Clemson is still like, oh, God. I've <laughs> yeah. seen enough of Virginia to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to win by now. I'm just, I'm just being, yeah. I'm, I'm openly being a homer. No, here. that's fair. Now, um, it'll be a big yeah. thing to see what, what UVA looks like coming out, uh, sort of back to a team around their level, you know, after looking yeah. good, I, you know, obviously a loss is a loss, but that was definitely a good loss for the who's against Clemson. Uh, I think everybody would sort of support that from coach yeah. to all the fans. So if they come out and continue that improvement, what they did good against Clemson and, and work on it against a team that's not superhuman, <laughs> then, then I think, you know, folks are going to be happy and they're going to win, but I, they're still young at so many important spots, obviously yeah. the quarterback that, you know, state state gets hot connects, you know, with, with the quarterback finding, finding his rhythm and, and beating UVA and making, making Brennan have to toss it around accurately and catch up to, you know, a couple of early scores. I could see the wheels coming off for UVA against anybody on the schedule still. So I would very much like Virginia not to start the game 10 points in the hole. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, just generally in both, in both instances, I think that they responded and it's tough. This is really the first game where I think I'm going to allow myself to make like wholesale. Like this is when we can start to figure out who this team actually is because the first game you kind of look at is like, they've had their opener moved like seven times. They had all the COVID, like the first game with the COVID stuff, it's week three or four by the time Virginia actually played. So they're playing a team that had three games under their belt. They're playing, you know, first start for a new quarterback. So like, it's easy to say like, okay, though we don't know what to take out of Virginia from that one. Then you go straight into Clemson where again, literally watching that game was frustrating but like there were parts where I was like okay this is great like they're hanging in there but the frustration of literally the only reason I'll say the only reason like you're losing the game because they're just literally that much better than you and there's nothing you can do about it like is just a frustration level that with that's where I think I tweeted I was like if Clemson fans ever complain I'm gonna lose my mind because like (laughs) your team is just so good and just such a like machine and it, it just was like that was a really good play by Virginia there's literally nothing else, but like ATN is just an NFL cap like he could be in the NFL right now yeah. and get and For get sure. significant and so like tackling so him Trevor is, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah absolutely and now yeah this is the thing like you don't even have one of them you have multiple in multiple yeah. positions around the field and so when you're kind of like 
you, it feels silly to say like five or six plays and that game feels very different, but that's literally it. Like, cause Virginia actually moved the ball really well against Clemson. So um, that's the thing where I think that this could be like a two to come all the way back around. I, I it wouldn't surprise me if Virginia won by two touchdowns um, just based a lot on the way that NC state's defense had performed the first two, the first two games. And then in facing an offense that I don't necessarily trust a whole bunch in pit. <laughs> and oh. NC State, here you go, guys. This will make your fans happy. <laughs> Charlottesville has not been kind to NC State. The last 12 trips, I think State's three and nine in Charlotte. Oh, so, I did not you. know that. There you go. Hey, that's why you always do the note section. <laughs> yeah, don't let the SIDs hear me say that I didn't know that because it's in the notes. <laughs> I feel like state, I mean, I you know, you can say this about all the, the old ACC teams, but definitely miss the annual uh, game because of divisions now uh, against state probably more than any of the others because they've just been some awesome ones over the yeah. years between the two schools. So yeah. sort of a bummer to have to play these big east schools instead but no, <laughs> that's, that's where we are hey i have a question does, does yeah. virginia still have the uh the open air press box so they have um i believe that it's open windows so like that will all be open yeah, i would br- bring an extra jacket i don't think oh, you'll no, need no. like all the layers that you talked about <laughs> you know much i get cold i did it doesn't take much for me to get cold if it drops below 50 i'm bringing a, a scarf a hat, everything. i think it's gonna be should be nice um, yeah, it might rain actually. That that might change a few things up. Um, but yeah, in the seventies on Saturday, lows in the sixties. So bring the stuff with you. But I think you should be okay. <laughs> okay, I just hope if it, if it doesn't rain, I'll be fine. I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, Jonas. Thanks again for uh, joining us. And if you want to take a second and shout out where uh, the dear listeners can can find you on the twitters or wherever. Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at uh, J E Pope the fourth. Um, J capital J E P O P E capital I V. Um, and my Instagram, if they want to come up there for not sports related stuff, it's uh, Jonas Pope the fourth. Good stuff. Well, thanks again. Appreciate the insight. And uh, I hope your prediction's wrong, but you know, I'm <laughs> always an open homer that way. So, and we're yeah, excited I, that you're coming to Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. This will be my only, only my uh, my second time ever coming to Charlottesville. Last time I came was in 2000. And, 14 i think they played carolina so we hit a deer on the way up there so oh, <laughs> so hopefully this trip goes better yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a different journey a different, yeah. a different experience coming up this time all right well safe travels and uh we'll catch you uh, next time maybe for basketball season <laughs>